podcast number 96, Dynamite. Dynamite by BTS is the band's first fully recorded song in English, written by David Stewart and Jessica Agambar, debuting at number one on Billboard's Hot 100. It sold 265,000 downloads in its first week. On Spotify, the biggest opening in 2020. Critics generally gave good reviews, classifying it as catchy, appealing, and somewhat retro, insinuating that it was not a very deep song. On the surface, this may seem so, but through analysis, I have found some amazing techniques, some rarely seen. These techniques and the depth of construction offers all songwriters a wealth of ideas for inspiration and creativity. First, let's look at the architecture of the construction. It's in the key of E major in 4-4 time, and a quarter note equals 114 beats per minute. Overall, we have an introduction, verse 1, verse 2, a chorus I am going to label chorus A, verse 3, verse 4, chorus A again, and then what I will label chorus B for now, a bridge, chorus, chorus, and then the chorus B. Some have labeled this post-chorus. The introduction. The introduction is four measures long, and as I said, the song is in the key of E major. So let me play the chords for you first in the key of E major. E major, the one chord. F sharp minor, the two chord. G sharp minor, the three chord. A major, the four chord. B major, the five chord. C sharp minor, the sixth chord. D sharp diminished the seventh chord, back to E major the one. The chord progression for the introduction is C sharp minor, the sixth chord, F sharp minor seventh, the two chord. A minor seventh is an extension of the two chord. It adds color. Please see podcast number 73, episode number 73, on extensions and substitutions. Then we have the 5 chord, but instead of just a plain B chord, we have B7. The 7th chord is usually the dominant 7th on the 5 chord. It pulls to the 1 chord. But here, we have B7 suspended 4th. In other words, they take the 3rd out of the chord. That tells you whether it's major or minor, and they put in the 4th note. So now we have what was known as the suspension. And then we have the one chord, E. I'll play those for you now. Before I play that, I just would like to say that these are the four chords used throughout the song, except for the end where they modulate to a new key. But the progression is the same. That's why we use Roman numbers when we talk about chords. All the keys, the functions, tonal colors are the same, just on a higher or lower plane. C sharp minor, the sixth chord. F sharp minor 7, the 2 chord. B7 suspended 4th, the 5 chord. E, the 1 chord. If you listen carefully, when I play the 2 chord, the F sharp minor 7, the 4th note is the 7th. That's the one that adds that color into it. And the B chord suspended, the B7 suspended, neither major nor minor, you can feel that it's like hanging in the air. Now the introduction is divided into two two-measure phrases. 
The first phrase, the lyrics are, Cause ah, ah, I'm in the stars tonight, so watch me. The melody of this first phrase features a descending line from C-sharp to E, opening with the interval of the major sixth. I will play that slowly now so we can hear it. Not to break any copyright laws, please listen to the original recording. I will play some examples, though. Intervals are the distance between notes, and they are vital in making a song memorable. Please check out podcast in episode number 70, Intervals, Motives, and Melody. The second phrase, bring the fire and set the night alight, is practically the same, just one alteration to fit the lyrics. Also, most important, in music, there are two levels of chord rhythm. First of all, how long the chords are held for. For example, if you hold a chord for two beats or four beats, whatever, but the way they are played, the actual rhythm given to those chords becomes a rhythmic harmonic hook. So the four chords I played earlier are now given a certain rhythm. I will play that for you now. first important thing to notice is that except for the first chord, they're off the beat, they're syncopated. So in other words, instead of four chords on the beat, two beats each, we have one chord on the beat, the rest syncopated. The next important thing to realize is that later on when we get to the chorus, this will play a vital part in that section. Also in the introduction, we've seen a glimpse of one of the most, if not the most important technique in all music not just popular jazz or rock, but every style of music. The second phrase is practically an exact repetition of the first phrase with slight variation. This song, as we shall see, is a classic example of this, one of the most important techniques, as I said, in all music. Repetition and repetition with variation. This introduction fulfills its role in setting the time signature, the tonality, the feel, the tempo, everything that is about to occur. Now, verse 1. Verse 1 is eight measures long, divided into four phrases, two measures each. Phrase 1. The lyrics are, shoes on, I get up in the morn, cup of milk, let's rock and roll. A great technique is the expansion of the rhythm of the four chords we heard in the introduction, originally heard as that was a dotted quarter followed by an eighth. Now we hear the same two chords, I'll use the first two as an example, C-sharp minor to F-sharp minor seventh. Now we have the C-sharp minor, instead of a dotted quarter, a dotted half. It's doubled. And the eighth is now contracted to a sixteenth. So in effect, the harmonic rhythmic hook has been doubled and contracted at the same time. This creates two long sustained chords over these first two measures of the verse. Also, as the chord changes from C-sharp minor to F-sharp minor 7, it does not change on the beat of the first beat of the measure, but changes on the 16th at the end of the first measure into the second measure. 
Another example of repetition and repetition with variation, this time in the harmony. Set against this sustained chord, we hear an active melody featuring 8th and 16th notes, using only two notes, E and C sharp. I will play it slowly so we can hear each note. A subject that I've spoken about quite often in previous podcasts is the how notes change their color as they sound against different chords. Notes in the chord, chord tones, are generally calm and without tension, while non-chord tones have varying degrees of tension. Tension and calm, dark and light. Combined with this, another important technique we see in the first phrase is how the two notes, E and C-sharp, against the first chord, C-sharp minor, which supports the lyrics, shoes on, I get up in the morn, cup of, are the third and the root of the chord, chord tones. Here, I will play those two notes against the C-sharp minor chord slowly so we can hear that sound. Now against the F-sharp minor 7th in the second measure with the lyrics, Milk, Let's Rock and Roll, the same two notes take on a different color. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen a melody change its color as the chords change and the notes stay the same. What is really important is if you have an emotional lyric and you want to support it with the notes, then use the non-chord tones. Also, certain intervals convey certain emotions. For example, the perfect fifth and the perfect fourth convey strength. Please check out my episode on intervals and emotion. Against the sustained chords and the active melody, we have a bass line which imitates the melody in certain parts rhythmically while supporting the chord changes with the root of the chord many times in octaves. The main role of the bass is to create a link between the drum beat, especially the bass drum which we hear in this first verse prominently, and the harmony, supporting each chord and making a smooth transition as they move from one to another. The second phrase, also two measures long, King Kong kicked the drum, rolling on like a rolling stone. As the accompaniment remains constant, now with the B7 suspended fourth and the E major chord, the bass line is a little more active. The melody features the same two notes, slightly altered, to fit the flow of the new lyrics. Phrases three and four. Phrase three, sing song when I'm walking home, jump up to the top, LeBron. Phrase four, ding dong, call me on my phone, iced tea, and a game of ping pong. Phrases three and four are basically a repetition of phrases one and two, featuring a slightly varied melody. As I previously mentioned, this verse, actually, as we shall observe, the whole song is a study of repetition and repetition with variation, which is crucial for any songwriter to relate to the listener, making the song memorable. Verse 2. Verse 2 begins with the lyrics, This is getting heavy. Can you hear the bass boom? I'm ready. 
The second verse is similar in every way to the first verse, the chords, the rhythm, the bass, etc. Of course, new lyrics. The melody is once again varied, most notably in the rhythm, the rhythmic gesture at the beginning of the first and second phrases. For this is getting heavy, we have this, three groups of two sixteenth notes. Once again, E and C sharp. As with the first verse, the second verse is built on those two notes. And this gesture is used for life is sweet as honey. Totally different feel, even though it's the same two notes. And the other slight change is we have spoken words at the end of the second and fourth phrase. Be cha-ching like money and hey, so let's go. You will notice against hey, so let's go, the music stops. There's no chord. A perfect way to highlight any lyric you wish. And also a perfect way to introduce the next section, which in this case is the chorus, which many consider the essence of any song. And possibly the most important change in the second verse is that the drum beat comes in strong. In the first verse, it was mainly the bass drum. Now in the second verse, along with the bass drum, we have a heavy backbeat on two and four. Altering the drum beat is an excellent way to help delineate the different sections. The chorus. The chorus is eight measures long, divided into four two-measure sections, similar in construction to the verses. An amazing technique, very rare, is that the introduction is now heard exactly both melody and lyrics for the first two phrases of the chorus. The accompanying chord rhythmic hook is similar. To make the transition flow smoothly from the second verse into the chorus, the rhythm of the bass line is continued from that verse, creating a bridge from one to another. I studied the music of Beethoven quite a bit, and what I noticed is he could connect anything because he would do similar to this, he would keep one element the same and then change everything else, but because of that dovetail, even though the sections might be quite different, you didn't notice it. It made a smooth flow. So in effect, the introduction and the first two phrases of the chorus create an important hook in the work. Now in the third phrase, <clears throat> the background music stays the same, but for the first time we have something new. We have a rising line for the lyrics shining through the city with a little funk and soul, so um, uh. For these lyrics, the notes will start at a lower B, move up through the scale to a higher B, then descend down to the note E, resting on the root of the E chord. I will play those notes slowly and evenly so you can hear how the, it moves up and then down, but not in a straight line. It goes up a little, then back, and then up and back. I played the line without repetition so you could hear the flow of the melody. This ascending line offers contrast from the descending line of the first two phrases. The fourth phrase, light it up like dynamite, whoa, we hear the title of the song with a new chord rhythm and it comes to a definite cadence with the B7 suspended fourth moving to the E chord. 
in analysis, we usually give letter names to different phrases or sections. If we were to do that here, it would be the AABA. So the first, second, and fourth phrase are basically the same. So if we label that A, and then the third phrase would be B, AABA. In most of the standard jazz show tunes of the 20th century, the AAB form was very popular. The A would be a section, an eight-measure section. It would be repeated with new lyrics. The B, which in those days was called the bridge, would be a different section, somewhat related, and then return to the original A section. In today's music, the modern bridge is used differently, and we will get into that a little later on. The reason I mention that is when creating your own music, if you follow a form like that, whether you're talking about phrases or section, like AABA or ABA, a three-part form, for centuries, forms like this have been used to connect, as I said, with the listener. In classical music, a popular form is called a rondo, where you have an A section, then B, back to A, then C, a new section, back to A, and so on. You could see how wonderful this would work because you, you can have something old and something new at the same time. And of course, these forms can be used in popular jazz, rock, country, whatever you want. Now we have verse 3. Verse 3 enters with the lyrics, Bring a friend, join the crowd, whoever want to come along. Same as verses 1 and 2. The accompaniment is the same. The melody is similar in that it's composed of two notes, but once again not exactly, altered to support the new lyrics, with rhythms and articulation fitting the flow and meaning of these new lyrics. And the fourth phrase, ladies and gentlemen, I got the medicines, so you should keep your eyes on the ball, is spoken rather than sung. At this point, we hear an exact repetition of everything, music, lyrics, everything exactly of verse 2, which now becomes verse 4, and the chorus, becoming our second chorus. At this point, we see something really interesting. I have seen it labeled as the post-chorus, or I had mentioned it as chorus B. It is a repetition of the chorus with a unique alteration. The chords and the bass line are exactly the same. However, the melody of the first two phrases is totally different. We have the title of the song elongated to die, na 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 life is dynamite. That's the first phrase. The second phrase is exactly the same. I will play it slowly. the same two notes, E and C sharp. The last note on dynamite, on might, is a G sharp of the E chord, the fifth. What's really nice is now the third phrase is exactly as we have heard it in the chorus before. It's the ascending line, shining through the city with a, with a little funk and soul, so um, uh. And then the fourth phrase is also the same as the original chorus, light it up like dynamite, whoa. So by repeating the lyrics, the title, over and over, another melodic lyrical hook is created, once again centered on the same two notes of the verse. I have found this to be a great technique. In effect, the beginning of this B chorus or post chorus, we have two phrases that create a refrain within a chorus. 
The word refrain means to repeat. It is a line or lines that are repeated in music or poetry. It used to mean the chorus of a song in older styles, but today it usually is a section, short section, maybe two four measures, repeated periodically after a verse or chorus, containing the same words and lyrics, often the title, creating an important hook. So far we have seen the first two phrases, the first four measures of the chorus used as the introduction. Now we see the first two phrases of the chorus becoming a refrain, highlighting the main melodic lyrical hook. For more on this, please see podcast episode number 57, The Hook. Now for the bridge. The modern bridge is a section added into the introduction, pre-chorus, chorus, chorus, interlude, sections of a song to add in something new. In podcast episodes numbers 8 and 9, I talk about the bridge. This bridge fits perfectly. In fact, I think it's a little ingenious how they did this. We hear the first measure of the post-chorus with the lyrics die na 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 a three times in harmony a cappella, outlining an E major chord. Then we hear the first two measures of the chorus contracted into one measure with the lyrics lighted up like dynamite. The second half of this post-chorus, the next four measures are exactly the same. The only difference is the bass enters. Once again, adding interest and variety by changing the background accompaniment. This bridge creates continuity and cohesion by fusing different parts of the chorus and the post-chorus, in addition to stressing the lyrics with a cappella harmony. Now we move back to the chorus again, repeated lyrics and melody. The bass part now joins the rhythm of the chords, not as active as before, this time supporting the chords exactly. At this point we have an unprepared modulation. A modulation is moving into another key. Now you can do it one of two ways. You can just jump into the new key, which is done here, and it creates excitement, movement upward. Or you could use what we call a pivot chord. In other words, find a chord that's common in both keys, land on that chord, and then pivot into the new key. Actually, there are other ways to modulate, but these are the two most common. So we end the song with the chorus and the post-chorus, one whole step higher in the key of F-sharp major. In this analysis, we have seen techniques of repetition, variation, augmentation, contraction, fusion of sections, melodic, harmonic, and rhythmic motives and hooks, modulations, etc. to create a massive worldwide hit. If you are interested, I have on Instagram soundscapes, short compositions, fusing images and music. I'd like to leave you with this quote by August Ambrose, melody is and ever will be the very flower of music. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Joe.